Hello, I had to record this to the the side after I uploaded this and listened back to it. Um, I didn't realize that around the 25-minute mark, which I guess after adding this would be more like the 27-minute mark, um, I was talking about when we had our worst um, death rate of the virus. Uh, I was reading an article that said on the same day that we had that worst death rate as of when that article was written uh, compared to other things like cancer, diabetes, suicide, heart disease, etc. Um, I kind of like read that whole thing and then like glanced over it. And when I listened back to it, I kind of sounded like I was disregarding like the severity of all those other things, um, which I didn't intend to do. Uh, it just kind of happens sometimes when you're sitting here talking on your own. Um, I, I think this is like the first time I've done this and not really covered everything completely before I moved on. Um, but I just wanted to let anyone know if, if you're going through any of that stuff that I listed, if anyone that you know is going through any of that stuff. I know people that have, and I know people that are. Um, I, I wasn't trying to make it sound like none of that stuff was serious. I was just trying to say that, you know, the, the reason that the, the virus is so mainstream and it's such a big issue is because of how contagious it is. Um, as severe as heart disease is, as severe as cancer is, those aren't things that we can just transfer to somebody else by, by going to something as simple as a grocery store or to the office. Um, so I didn't mean to downplay any of that stuff at all. It's all very serious. And I hope that once we figure this virus out and figure out a vaccine for it or something, whatever it may be, that uh, we, we can place the same type of care and attention on to all these other issues that we have, whether it be, you know, uh, suicide caused by depression, uh, cancer, diabetes, heart disease. Um, there is ways that I, I hopefully think we could find to curb all of these other issues that we have every single day. Um, but my, my point that I was trying to make that would have been very simple to make when I recorded the show is that, uh, this thing is just so damn contagious that it, it kind of does unfortunately take a spotlight away from everything else. But I, that's just the, the nature of, uh, the beast in this one unique situation that we're all in. Um, so again, I, I posted this on my Instagram in the comments, but if no one reads it, if you ever want me to clarify anything that I say in the show, um, I, I try to do it pretty well, but just sitting here and just shooting from the hip sometimes, um, I miss things. Um, just feel free to shoot me a message and ask me to clarify or expand on that better, and I would be perfectly happy to do so. Uh, enjoy the show. Hello. It is uh, Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Not much has changed. Um, guess what I'm going to talk about a little bit this time around. Um, New York State, oh, here comes the puppy. You guys might actually be able to hear him now if he makes noise when I record, because I, I moved his hangout spot behind my desk here. Um, on Saturday in New York, as of Saturday, we had 113,704 positive cases, uh, 15,905 hospitalizations, 4,126 of those people were in the ICU, and the good news is 10,478 people were discharged. Um, that's the only good thing. Um, I think the with the numbers and stuff, everything is great, but there's still a lot of people that don't seem to understand that this is a big deal. Um, I guess it's one of those things where it's like the, it'll never happen to me. Um, and then it, it happens to you or someone that you know, or that's in your family gets sick. And then all of a sudden, uh, you're the one making a big deal about it. So I think, um, if, if there is people that do actually care and are expressing their concern that, um, if you don't think it's a big deal that you should just kind of keep it to yourself instead of uh, telling other people how to feel. Um, kind of shows shitty character traits, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, the president of the Philippines, if I could, in a sense, lighten the mood here. Um, <laughs> everyone remembers the Philippines president, um, I think it was 2016 or something, um, and I think I talked about this last year or last episode with um, 
Hawaii when they said they were going to fine residents or put them in jail if they broke quarantine. Um, this guy, Rodrigo Duterte, he's the president in the Philippines. And he, I, I was looking at this yesterday, ordered his police and military to kill people if they were not in their homes. <laughs> um, what's this? Where is it? Where is it? Three days ago. Oh, here we go. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte says he will bury people who break quarantine laws. Um, what I was saying about 2015, 2016, 17, um, they went on a spree of killing uh, drug dealers and drug users in the Philippines. Um, let me look that up. Because that's when like everyone really found out about this guy. Um being a savage. More than 7,000 killed in the Philippines in six months as president encourages murder. Keep in mind, this isn't from coronavirus stuff. This is from 2018. Um, where is it? Where is it? Jesus. Okay, more than 7,000 people killed in the brutal war on drugs in the Philippines between July 2016 and January 2017. Um... When he assumed office in June 2016, state forces and vigilante groups followed through these orders ruthlessly. So they weren't even like, they, they weren't even all um, like police or military. It was just people. Um, 7,025 people killed by the police or unknown armed, atta armed attackers in the war on drugs between July 1st, 2016 and January 30th, 2017. An average of 34 people a day died during the first six months of Duterte's presidency, thanks to his hardline policy. Denying his citizens the right to life as well as the right to equality before the law and a fair trial, we're calling for an urgent end to the state-sponsored killings and for authorities in the Philippines to pursue fair means of bringing those who are alleged to have broken the law to justice. Good point. Um, anyways, same guy said that they're smoking people who, uh, break quarantine. Um, I mean, pretty harsh, but I mean, I don't know. You don't want to get people sick, but then again, you don't want your government to be killing people. If they started doing that in the U S everyone would freak out and all the people would be like, this is what we got the guns for. Um, yeah, uh, I I would assume that that method would work, though, and people would want to stay inside if they would get shot, if they got caught outside. Um, as unfortunate as that policy is, I, I guess I hope that it works and that people stay inside. Um, speaking of staying inside, Dr. Fauci, you might have seen him on Donuts Delights, uh, New Donuts, that have his face all over him. Um, really the only guy that's doing much to try to help the cause here. Um, two days ago from CNN. Oh, half of you just turned it off when I said CNN. Um, here's the thing. It's a video, so you can't really misinterpret a video. It's Dr. Fauci talking as Dr. Fauci. So it doesn't matter if it's on CNN. It doesn't matter if it's on Fox. It's a video, so you can't really think anything of it. Um, I am going to just shift my laptop here because I haven't watched this yet. I didn't know. I've seen a lot of stuff that said that Fauci wants a stay at home. Um, but this is an actual video. All right, let's open this up. There's probably going to be a fucking ad. No. Oh, no, it is an ad. Jesus. It's an ad for, I don't know, some company that's somehow profiting off of everything that's going on. Um, in the meantime, I guess it's okay to wear masks now. I'm glad that I got rid of all of mine. Um, the CDC World Health Weeks and like a month ago said that wearing masks wouldn't um, help people who weren't sick. They're now saying that if people leave their houses, they would advise that they do wear masks. 
Uh, it's not something that the president's going to mandate because it's not possible. The, there's no masks to buy. Um, if there were, the, all the hospitals would have them as they should. And uh, so anyone that has been told to wear masks, if they can't get them, they've been advised to make their own. So in the quarantine that we're in right now, essential workers that don't have to work over the weekends can spend the weekend DIYing and making their own masks. Um, I see that being problematic, and I won't get into it, but uh, they, they said that doing stuff like wearing a bandana or something over your mouth um, wouldn't really help. And I think personally, being that this is America, um, where people seem to not really care depending on who tells them what to care about. Um, it, it just seems kind of like it's going to let people relax a little too much. Um, you let someone wear a, a bandana or allow them to make a mask or something. Um, beside all the people that are going to be robbing stores that are closed because they can have their faces covered um, and no one can really ask questions when they're out in public as to why their face is covered. Uh, other than that, people are going to have just being a, a false sense of security that they can kind of relax on hand washing and social distancing just because they have a mask on. Um, I, I see that being an issue. And again, I started talking about this whole thing on the show February 7th. And ever since then, when I started looking into it, when it was still in China, I've been under the impression that we should all, unless we work for uh, you know, a, a food supplier like grocery stores or whatever, and um, or healthcare facilities that we should be all inside. Um, yeah, you can argue the economy as much as you want to. I think it's a lot easier to recover the economy than it is to bring people back to life. That's just me. Um, but evidently, uh, conservative people are immune to the coronavirus, um, at least from what I've been told. That's a joke. Um, all right, let's see what Dr. Fauci says here. All right, let me just fast forward to the beginning of this again. You know what? I'm actually going to fasten a uh, another microphone here so I can hover it over my computer so I don't need to pivot this one. I'm going to pause this just a sec. I'll be right back. Okay, that took a lot longer than it should have, but I have a mic set up now. And hopefully it sounds good. So here is that video, and we'll just play the whole thing. California for two weeks. Why is the peak still yet to come? Yeah, that's under stay-at-home orders in California for two weeks. Why is the peak still yet to come? Yeah, that's a really great question, Anderson. And the fact it. And after all this time, the video is fucking buffering. Beautiful. Anyways, what the fuck is going on here, man? Jesus. All right, try again. And there's that ad. Okay, so while the ad loads, again, uh, the question has been, because I'm sure that many of you have heard Cuomo say that New York uh, is about and this was, I think, last week he said this, we were about two to three weeks away from our apex. Our worst point, um, everything is going to be bad. And then ideally, somehow, they think it's going to drop from there. Um, I don't get how, because it doesn't seem that much has changed. But anyways, here's the video. In California for two weeks, why is the peak still yet to come? Yeah. <clears throat> That's a real question. The is that there is a delay because the way it goes, you have people who get exposed, they get infected, the number of new infections, hospitalizations, critical care, and deaths. So even when you suppress or stabilize the number of new infections, it's still going to take a while before you see a decrease in hospitalizations, a decrease in intensive care, and a decrease in deaths. And in fact, deaths are the last thing that lag. So you could be doing well and having a good effect on mitigation and still see the deaths go up. I guarantee that's exactly what's going to happen in New York City. I want to follow up with that. Uh, you know, the Dr. Murray's chart, uh, you know, shows 80,000-some deaths by, by August. The White House projection was 100 to 240,000 
in a similar amount of time, that could change if, you know, people really adhere to social distancing. <laughs> stays in That'll never fucking happen. The converse, though, is also true. If all states don't start stay-at-home orders and there's uh, and and social and rigorous social distancing those numbers could also increase correct because isn't some isn't it your numbers based on the idea that uh, current social distancing remains as it as it is or or all states are doing it right on uh, Anderson that's it you're exactly correct and that's the reason why I, I you know I just want to reach out to, to, to the viewers and say you know mitigation, if you do it well, is going to be at a number that I don't like and nobody likes. So you got to put your foot on the accelerator to bring that number down because data will always trump models. So what we want to do is we don't care. The model says this, but we want to get it down. But as you say correctly, if you back off and you don't mitigate, there's a possibility that number will go up. And that's the worst possible thing in the world you want to see. And that's the reason why I'm so adamant about when we say you gotta follow those guidelines, you really gotta secure to it. Ooh. So, um, oh, tell me that wasn't fucking. Are you kidding me? Okay, even though I was recording two channels, that audio did not pick up at all. Um, one second. Okay, you could still hear it, but it was kind of muffled. I had the microphone plugged in. I had the channel recording. Uh, apparently not, because nothing was happening. Um, so if you didn't hear it, he was just saying that, yeah, the social distancing is great, but you actually got to do it, because if it's not being done properly, the, the number, all the models and stuff that they've showed don't matter, because it's just a model of a projection. It's saying if we keep doing what we recommend is being done, or what we recommend be done, then this is what the model will look like. Um, if people aren't following social distancing properly, if people who are supposed to stay home aren't staying home, it could look different next week. Um, that was basically, what are you saying? Um, you can hear it. You just might have to turn your headphones or your volume up a little bit to hear him better. Um, I have not... I, I've seen some good social distancing um, out at stores, um, they had like the, the blue lines or the orange lines in some stores. I know Wegmans put up, um, plastic shields. Um, I'm just worried about, uh, so th there was a, uh, l let me pull this up actually, cause this happened. Um, somebody called me and asked me about this last night. Um, and I didn't even know about it. Uh, okay. 15 hours ago, coronavirus cluster at Highland Hospital hits staff and puts units on lockdown. Now, or puts unit on lockdown. Um, and again, this would have never happened if we were in a full shutdown. Um, the less people that are getting sick on the streets and at work, less people are going to the hospital and the lower chance we have of getting hospital workers sick. Because if they all get sick, then who the fuck is going to handle this stuff? Um, more people in the hospitals that get sick are less people that are able to take care of people who are sick that are coming in. Yes, I want to read this article. Um, okay, so this is from the DNC, Democrat and Chronicle. Uh, local paper, if you're not from the area. Uh, close to a dozen Highland Hospital employees are sickened with COVID-19, and at least as many patients are being tested. An acute care unit focused on geriatric patients, which is not ideal for this situation at the hospital, is on lockdown, and an unknown number of staff have been directed to quarantine at home. Monroe County health officials are working closely with the hospital to identify others who might be at risk. This unit also includes non-acute patients awaiting placement. The outbreak and resulting action highlighting the evolving understanding of the virus and the stresses on area hospitals that are certain to only intensify as infection rates continue to climb. Though not discussing the matter in detail, a hospital spokeswoman said the original exposure occurred with an asymptomatic patient before a universal masking policy was implemented on Tuesday. Uh, there are clusters all over the community that's to be expected when there's community transmission this far into an epidemic, said Dr. Michael Mendoza, the county's public health commissioner. 
We were aware of the situation at Highland Hospital. Clusters and healthcare facilities are handled primarily by the state with assistance to the local health department. As it pertains to contact tracing that goes outside of the facility itself. So with Highland, yes, we have been in close contact. The degree of infection at Highland is nonetheless striking. RGH reported to its staff that 16 employees had tested positive as of April 3rd. Rochester Regional encompasses Rochester General and Unity Hospital in Monroe County, along with hospitals in Genesee, Ontario, and Wayne counties. System-wide numbers for U of R or UR medical facility or medicine facility, sorry, which includes Highland and Strong Memorial, were not available. Uh, Highland Hospital officials have communicated the basics of the exposure to staff, including that they can continue to see more employee tests come back positive. There's concern of staff coming to work who are infected but not showing symptoms. Staff are encouraged to closely self-monitor and take all possible precautions. All patients in the ward are being tested and quarantined. More staff is being sought with the anticipated peak weeks away, still weeks away. The patient in question was asymptomatic and being treated for a non-respiratory condition before being tested for COVID. Highland spokeswoman Maureen Malone said in an emailed statement, as more has been learned about the disease, we've been Gun screening patients more aggressively and testing many more patients on admission to capture any COVID-positive cases. Likewise, our recent move to universal masking was designed to protect all healthcare workers and patients. All of Highland's patient care units remain fully staffed and we're developing surge capacity plans to respond to a potential increase in patients with COVID-19. Um, okay, Jesus, this is a long article. Details on affected hospital employees were not released. Hospital and Monroe County officials have repeatedly declined to answer questions about infection rates among employees. Um, that's that's great. Hospital and Monroe County officials have repeatedly to declined to answer questions about infection rates among employees. That's nice. There's a I, I've read some stuff um, with hospital workers, nurses, whatever that have been quitting because they're not. Uh, being supplied with proper PPE. Um, I won't say where I got this from, but people have told me directly that they've been given PPEs from their hospitals that they work in, like masks, but they're being asked to wear the masks for at least a week, um, which I'm pretty sure that's not supposed to um, work that way. Um, Monroe County reported Saturday that 481 people tested positive to date, one in five being women in their 20s and 30s. One in five are 70 and older, men and women combined records show. The state put the county case total at 512 as of Saturday afternoon. Monroe County officials have said the larger tally mistakenly includes some cases from surrounding counties. Whatever. Um, a county is just a line on a map. Uh, all right. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it sucks, honestly. Um, my wife works at Highland a few times during the week, and this is not really something that I'm crazy about reading. Um, yeah, I, I just hope that they follow all of their procedures. Um, yeah, unlike other workplaces that are still open. Um, oh, geez. I don't know. I just think two weeks. Be the demo. Be the lab rat, New York State. Shut it all down for two weeks. See how it goes. If you need another week, stretch it out. But I don't know. At least a two-week full lockdown, and then you can go back to essentials only at work. I I don't think that's irrational at all. I do not think it's irrational at all. Um, worldwide, there's 1.2 million cases. United States has almost 312,000. Um, I mean, come on. What is that? That's like a that's like a quarter of the cases. That's no good. And New York is 
got the top spot there. Um, again, with almost 114,000. Uh, 10,478 of those people have recovered, which is the good news. Uh, the bad news is that 3,565 of those people have died. Um, a lot of people on the internet, a lot of uh, people that I didn't know were MDs on Facebook saying that we should be talking more about the people that are getting better than the people that are getting sick. I think that we should talk about them equally because it's all relevant to the situation with the virus. Um, and I'm pretty sure that people are reporting who's getting better. Um, again, just some weird thing that's got to do with being whether you're conservative or not. Um, I see what people post on the internet, so I know which way they lean. And it seems like mainly just conservative people are the ones saying that it's not that big of a deal or that we shouldn't worry about it or the media's blown it up. Everyone saw that pandemic video. Um, when I posted that, there was some one that sent me a list of statistics on other things that people have died from this year. Um, an interesting one that I've noticed is when this all started, I think we were like a week into having coronavirus in the U.S., and people were saying that it wasn't as bad as the flu, and I said, okay, well, it hasn't been here hardly at all. It's been here for a week. It hasn't even unpacked its boxes yet, and you're saying that it's not as bad as the flu. Um, and then uh, one of the same people who told me that it wouldn't be as bad as the flu said the other day, that it's only 10 times worse than the flu, and even then, it's still around just 1%. Um, yeah, all right, sure. What, whatever, the thing with statistics is that you can kind of flip-flop them however you present them to sound like something that would agree with your perspective. So you can say that only 20% of people die, but you could also put that as one in five people die. So in that sense, statistically, if you had a family of five, the chances are that one of the people in that family would die. Um, so, ugh, you know, um, yeah, it, duh. Um, funny thing about that. So, I mean, again... Let me see if I can find this thing that this, this person sent me. Because I read it and I just kind of squinted at it the whole time. Um, uh, let's see here. List. I'm just going to look up. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sure this will be <laughs> highly informative. Um, let's see here. Okay, so to add to the pissing contest, which is um, communication in modern America. Um, okay. One of the worst days so far for the coronavirus was the 10th of February. This is not a current article at all. I think we had 500 deaths over the course of 24 hours in New York alone. Um, I think it was on Friday or Saturday. But on that same day, 26,283 people died of cancer, 24, which has no cure, uh, which is a problem. 24,641 people died of heart disease, which some can be prevented, some is hereditary. Uh, 4,300 people died of diabetes, some of that also unavoidable. Um, and on that day, suicide unfortunately took more lives than the virus by 28 times, which is incredibly unfortunate. Moreover, mosquitoes kill 2,740 people every day. Humans kill 1,300 fellow humans every day. And snakes kill 137 people every day. Um, I'm sure that within those statistics, people would argue which car manufacturer most people die in as well. Um, the thing is, and I said something about this on Facebook a while ago, no matter what the issue is, if we had UFOs burst out of the sky right now and start vaporizing cities... Um, people would still be arguing whether or not it was a big deal and the statistical outcome that it would happen to them. Um, and again, 
you can talk, talk, blah, talk statistics all you want, um, but at the end of the day, once it unfortunately, potentially, probably, hopefully not, happens to someone that you know, um, that whole argument is just going to go out the window. Um, and man, I, I'm sure that we all got the, the fake text from one of our friends about the president getting sick and then you open it and it's a picture of a, a fella with his, you know, um, I'm sure that if that happened, cause I remember when Harvey Weinstein got sick and people found out that he tested positive, they were like, okay, first of all, why are you testing him if he's in prison? And then why does Harvey Weinstein deserve a test? And then other people were like, okay, well, he's still a human being. Sure. Um, but people were have been saying, I've seen it, it's not like anything that's big, but I've seen people on the internet say like, oh, what if the president got sick? Or, oh, that's what we need is for him to get sick. I mean, you shouldn't like... I don't like the president. I think he's a tool. I think he's doing absolutely nothing to help. He had Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, um, do a presser the other day, and it did absolutely nothing for their image at all. Um, but, I mean, if he got sick, the first people to say, hey, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't make fun or say anything bad about the president or wish anything bad to happen to him, he's a father, he's a husband, all that stuff, um, are probably the same people that are telling us right now not to worry. So, um, I mean, hopefully not, but I don't know. I think that there's a reality check on the horizon for, excuse me, there's a reality check on the horizon for um, some people that don't think this is a big deal. Yeah, the flu is a big deal. Cancer is a big deal. Diabetes, obesity, uh, poverty, um, hunger, domestic violence, these are all huge issues. And I think that these are things that, um, and obviously I left about 40 dozen other things out that are problems, but um, I think these are things that people are going to start to focus a lot more on when this whole shit show gets figured out, um, which hopefully happens soon. Um, the, the, the longer it takes to figure it out, the better chance that you're going to be one of those one in five that uh, does get sick. Um, if you got a big family, chances are. Um, I'm, I'm glad that for the most part, most of the people that I know are staying in. Um, some people are out of work right now, which is incredibly unfortunate, but... Um, and I don't want to have like I don't want to say the cliche of like at least you have your health, but like seriously, at least you have your health. Um, you know, I could not imagine. Let Let's just Google here really quick. Um, let's see. Um, okay, from Healthline. Here's what happens to the body after contracting coronavirus. I'm seeing a lot of ads for these, like, trendy masks, and they're all synthetic. I'm pretty sure that they don't do much. Um, okay, so we all know this. Early symptoms include fever, cough, shortness of breath. These appear as soon as two days or as long as 14 days. Um, another reason that we should all be inside. Um... But damage can also occur in other parts of the body, especially during serious illness. Okay. Uh, headline, COVID-19 affects lungs. As with other coronavirus illnesses, including SARS, MERS, and the common cold, COVID-19 is a respiratory disease, so the lungs are usually affected first. Early symptoms, we know that. Um, Severity of COVID-19 varies from mild or no symptoms to severe or sometimes fatal illness. Data on more than 17,000 reported cases in China found that almost 81% of cases were mild, the rest were severe or critical. Again, you can receive those statistics however you want. There are people that will say strictly only 81 were mild, and most of those people, I would assume, got better. Uh, and that would make, what, 19% uh, of the other cases severe or critical. Again, 
one in five people die. Uh, older people and those with chronic medical conditions appear to have a higher risk for developing severe illnesses. This variability also shows up in how COVID-19 affects the lungs. Uh, some people may only have minor respiratory symptoms while others develop Ooh, excuse me. Um, non-life-threatening pneumonia, but there's a subset of people who develop severe lung damage. What we're seeing frequently in patients who are severely ill with COVID-19 is a condition that we call acute respiratory distress signal syndrome, or ARDS, said Dr. Laura E. Evans, a member of the Society of Critical Care Medicine Leadership Council and an associate professor of pulmonary critical care and sleep medicine at the University of Washington Medical Center in Seattle. Oh, I feel bad for doctors. That's a mouthful whenever you introduce yourself. ARDS doesn't happen with just COVID-19. A number of events can trigger it, including infection, trauma, and sepsis. These cause damage to the lungs, which leads to fluid leaking from small blood vessels in the lungs. The fluid collects in the lungs, air sacs, or alveoli. This makes it difficult for the lungs to transfer oxygen from the air to the blood. While there's a shortage of information of the type of damage that occurs in the lungs during COVID-19, a recent report suggests it's similar to the damage caused by SARS and MERS. One recent study of 138 people hospitalized for COVID-19 found that on average, people started having difficulty breathing five days after showing symptoms. ARDS developed on average eight days after symptoms. Treatment for ARDS involves supplemental oxygen and mechanical ventilation with the goal of getting more oxygen into the blood. There isn't a specific treatment for ARDS, Evans said. We just support the person through this process as best as we can, allowing their bodies to heal and their immune system to address the underlying events. Here's the one. Other organs affected by COVID-19. Uh, stomach and intestines. Some people with COVID-19 have reported gastrointestinal symptoms, such as nausea or diarrhea, although these symptoms are much less common than problems with the lungs. Uh, coronavirus seems to have an easier time entering the body through the lungs. The intestines aren't out of reach for the viruses. Uh, earlier reports identified that viruses that cause SARS and MERS in intestinal tissue biopsies and stool samples. Uh, heart and blood vessels um, may show up as irregular heart rhythms, not getting enough blood to the tissues, or blood pressure being low enough that it requires medication. No indication that the virus directly damages the heart. You'd have to imagine, though, that if people are getting lung damage from this virus, that it's going to have long-term damage on their respiratory system, um, leading to who knows what down the road. And that's just me assuming that based on everything that I've read and um, not being a doctor. Uh, when liver cells are inflamed or damaged, they can leak higher than normal amounts of enzymes in the bloodstream. Elevated liver enzymes aren't always a sign of serious problem, but this lab finding was seen in people with SARS and MERS. Uh, I was tr I'm trying to find like how the disease progresses. Um, um, I don't know. Where the fuck? Okay. Mm. Yeah. So when it comes to um, people being innovated, though, I would not want to have um, a tube shoved down my throat in order to allow me to breathe. Um, it just, it looks terrifying. Um, I don't know, man. I think that when this is over with and when all this stuff, uh, gets figured out, whether it's a vaccine or the warm weather, who knows if that's even going to do anything. Um, I think a lot of shit's going to change. Um, I think a lot's going to change. At least there's going to be an effort to change a lot of it. Um, but like I said, with how people behave nowadays, it's going to be, oh, the virus is gone. We can go back to living. Um, and then you're going to have, you know, everything, everything's going to be back to how it was, unfortunately. Um, and I don't say that is in a, like a, a bad way. Like hopefully it stays around longer so people can straighten out. I don't mean it in that sense at all. I mean it in the sense of, 
everything's going to be back to how it was, which is going to mean people not giving a shit about the planet, people not giving a shit about each other. Um, I, I see like a large, like community, uh, thing going on where people are trying to support local businesses and restaurants that are still open. Um, you know, people doing like parades through neighborhoods to wish people a happy birthday, like shit like that. Um, it's, it's all going to go away when this is over with. Um, cause people will, they'll have no reason to care anymore. Um, you know, it's the thing with how we operate is we kind of only, we, we do things when there's no other option. And, um, in this event, we just kind of waited until it was already here and, uh, downplayed it or, well, there was a population of people that downplayed it for quite a while. Um, and now I see people are bugging out now like I was two months ago. Um, I just hope it gets figured out soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all I really got. Um, here's some interesting closing tidbits. Uh, first thing, Joe Rogan is trending again on Twitter I saw yesterday. Um, I don't know who his guest was, but he said that he, let me just pull up the clip because let me pull up this out of context clip. Um, I was reading this stuff on Twitter and basically what happened was Joe Rogan said he would vote for Trump over Biden, um, saying that he doesn't think Biden can handle anything. He's been talking about, um, Joe Biden for weeks now. I listen to his show all the time. And he's been talking about Joe Biden for weeks now. And I agree with him. Joe Biden is on a massive cognitive decline. Every time the guy has an interview or he does a presser, he says stuff and you just kind of like, anyone with a functioning brain is like, what? what is this guy saying? What is this guy talking about? Um, and in that sense, he was saying like, if there was no other choice and he had to vote for one or the other, he would vote for Trump. And I think he was saying that just to paint the picture of how insane it is that Biden is getting all this support and love from people, despite the fact that he is flagrantly like just losing his mind day by day. Um, yeah. So let, let me, let me see if I can find this clip because think this is it and I won't fuck up the audio this time mm. no video yeah there's no video or is there nope no video damn it I think it was the episode he did with Red Band because he's wearing like a space suit and I think he wore a space suit when he talked with him. Um, I don't know, man. I think that they blew it in 2016 when they put Hillary up top. Um, they got a problem with Bernie because Bernie's not into uh, all these big, allegedly, all these big corporations and shit. He seems like a for the people kind of guy, allegedly. Um, and Joe said that he would also vote for him. So it's, Joe says that he would vote for Bernie and he gets shit for that because he makes jokes about like trans people and stuff. But then he says that he wouldn't vote for Joe and he gets shit again because he says that he would hypothetically vote for Trump if that was his only, if, if he had to choose. Um, Oh, <laughs> um, I, I, I wouldn't pick either of them, honestly. And if, if Trump and Biden are the ones that are on the ballot, I'm not voting for either of them. It's, that's just how it is. I think that Trump is trash. He doesn't treat people well. He's racist, um, sexist, doesn't give a fuck about anyone that isn't really there for his benefit. Um, he's kind of dropping this entire coronavirus crisis, um, dropping it, not dropping it. He dropped the ball on the whole thing. 
um, and is handling it horribly. Um, but then again, if you voted for him or you still support him, you're not going to agree with anything that I just said. So whatever. Um, I'm sure that I'll read messages about that. Um, but I wouldn't vote for Biden either. The guy's a mess. Maybe eight years ago, yeah, I would have maybe voted for him. But now, no, the guy is a mess. He, he's a mess. He should be in a nursing home, honestly. Um, I mean, no offense. The, the guy, is just, he's falling apart. He's old. He's aging poorly. Um, and his, his mind is taking effect on that as well. Um, that's just being honest. Some of the videos that I've watched of him talking, I'm like, I, I, I just don't understand. And it, it really seems like a movie how Democrats are taking this guy seriously. Um, I know that Bernie had a heart attack. I know that he doesn't really have anything to back up his policies, but I mean, he's been consistent for, I don't know how many years, 40, 50, how, however old he is. Um, he, he's, he's been consistent and he just seems like a guy that who fight, he'll fight for people to have rights. Um, God, God only knows how he'd make it work, but at least he'd put his neck out there trying to get it done. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't vote for either of them. Um, horrible choices again. Um, it's like you get into that part in the draft where there's only really bad picks left, so you don't really know what to do with them. So you just end up taking them and then trying to use them as leverage the season after for a trade package. Yeah. <laughs> um, ooh, do I want to talk about this? Do I want to talk about this? Hmm. I don't know if I want to talk about this next one or not. Let me go on Google News and see what's going on. Oh, this is always great to read. The Surgeon General quote. This would be like a Pearl Harbor and 9-11 moment. That's great. Let's see what he's got going on here. Oh, my God. All right, let's see. The U.S. Surgeon General this week. This is from CNN, guys, so I don't want to upset any of you. Uh, the Surgeon General said this week it's going to be the hardest and the saddest for most American lives describing the upcoming grim period of the coronavirus pandemic in the U.S. as a Pearl Harbor moment and a 9-11 moment. This is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment, only it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country, and I want America to understand that, and I want America to understand that, Vice Admiral Jerome Adams, Jerome Adams said on Fox News Sunday. Oh, a CNN article talking about what he said on Fox. See, guys, they're working together. Adams continued, I want Americans to understand that as hard as this week's going to be, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, more corporate terms. <laughs> um, I love the corporate emails. I love getting them myself. Uh, they're about as effective as all those celebrities singing Imagine. Um, does absolutely nothing for the morale Um and the, the peace of mind of the people. Uh, oh, you mean half of us are going to fucking get sick and then a quarter of us are going to die, but there's light at the end of the tunnel? Ah, all right, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. Again, take it as you will. Um, officials are warning the next two weeks will be a crucial fight, crucial in the fight to stop the spread of the virus early Sunday nationwide. Oh, goddamn fucking ad popping up. Uh, where was I? Had gone up to at least 8,503 people with at least 312,245 infected. Again, statistically, not bad. At the end of the day, 8,503 people died because we're not shut down. Simple. We're not shut down. When I lived in South Dakota, there was times that they would have... Um, they, they would send out like notices saying like around this time we're going to be spraying because the mosquitoes are so fucking bad out here that we need to drive through and spray. Like we're, we're going to have trucks come through and spray. You can't complain about shit like that if you can do something about it. We can't really do anything about coronavirus other than stay inside and not fucking go near anyone. And the reason that 8,503 people died because of that uh, something can be done about it. I mean, if you're deathly ill, you can only really cross your fingers. Um, but if you're not sick right now, 
uh, I mean, imagine how many people are still going to work that are quote unquote essential that are asymptomatic. Um, and then imagine all the people now that have a 14 day span to show symptoms, um, and how many people they're going to contact within those, however many days it takes them to get sick. Um, so again, statistically not bad. The ratio is not bad when it comes to deaths to people that are infected. However, it's 8,500 people dead over something that we could have greatly suppressed if we would have gotten ahead of it. Um, and this info is from John Hopkins, or Johns Hopkins, so you know it's legit. Uh, while speaking at Saturday's coronavirus task force briefing at the White House, President Donald Trump said that the week and next week will probably be the toughest in the fight against coronavirus and that there will be a lot of death. Keep going to work, though, guys. This will probably be the toughest week between this week and next week, and there will be a lot of death, unfortunately, but a lot less death than if this wasn't done, but there will be death, Trump said. <sighs> Let me read that again. This will probably be the toughest week between this week and next week. And there will be a lot of death, unfortunately, but a lot less death than if this wasn't done. But there will be death, Trump said. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, Adams said his message to the governors who have not yet issued stay-at-home orders would be considered even just a temporary shutdown. Would be to consider just a temporary shutdown. If you can't give us a month, give us a week. Give us what you can, Adams said. True. Shut it all down. Uh, just eight U.S. governors have decided against issuing statewide directives, urging their residents to stay at home as the outbreak escalates. The governors, all of whom are Republican, not that it really matters, but I guess you could say that there is a trend when it comes to Republican people not taking this as seriously as others. I'd rather take it too seriously. Oh, sorry, Siri. I don't, I don't know if I could say seriously without it going off. Um, I would rather take it way too seriously than not take it serious at all or not take it as serious as other people are. Um, again, I, I think that the, the raiding the stores and all that shit is insanity. Um, you know, if, if you prep yourself little by little or just, you know, go, get what you need, stay in the house, um, I, I think that that's a lot better than freaking out and, um, you know, whatever. Um, in doing so, they've collectively ignored the stay-at-home pleas of Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert who fought against Ebola, AIDS, SARS. I don't know. He might know something. Who knows? Uh, if you look at what's going on in the country, I just don't understand why we're not doing that. Um, if he was running this whole thing, man, we would all just be inside watching Tiger King right now. Um, absent a nationwide order, which Trump once again on Saturday declined to give because he cares more about the economy than anything else, a patchwork of rules has emerged in all corners of the country that offer conflicting guidance for how citizens should protect themselves and their families from coronavirus. Uh, we have a thing called the Constitution, which I cherish, Trump said Saturday, praising the decision of the governors. Now, in some cases, we'll supersede. It depends on the individual state that you're talking about. If I saw something wrong, if I saw a massive outbreak, of which there's not, I would come down very hard. Again, waiting until it gets bad. Um, fuckface does not realize that these are probably people that would vote for him. Um, not saying that I would like them to vote for him, but I'm saying that in his case. Uh, when asked about the president's promotion of hydroxychloroquine, look at me, big word, Big word of the day. As a way to treat COVID-19, despite a lack of firm evidence that it's safe to do so, Adams said the drug should be available as a last resort option for extremely ill patients. Uh, when people are in a tragic situation, we want them to be able to have a conversation with their healthcare provider about everything that they could possibly do to save their lives, he said. We feel a little bit better about its safety than a completely novel drug. Okay. Uh it's always good to see a quote from the Surgeon General saying that this week is going to be like a Pearl Harbor or a 9-11 countrywide, and we still have people out of the house. Honestly, do it like Hawaii. If you're out of the house, we're going to fine you $5,000, we're going to put you in jail, or we're going to do both. I'm not saying that we got to be like the dude in the Philippines at all, but I mean... There should be some sort of punishment to keep people inside. 
we have a lot of people that don't need to be out right now. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still like one of the people on the fringes, I guess, that think that everything should just be closed. If you don't work at a hospital or any sort of healthcare place, if you don't work at a grocery store, stay the fuck home. Two, three weeks. How bad could it be? Um, and I don't know, I'm not an economist, but I'm pretty sure if we just close things for a few weeks, that once everything opened back up, and why, why wouldn't the, the country say, okay, all these local businesses, if you had to shut down for this whole time and your, your company got damaged, don't worry about it. We won't, they have all of our fucking information anyways. Why can't it be, I mean, I, I personally, I see no reason as to why during a global pandemic, which let's be honest, it's on the edge of becoming an epidemic, um, at least based on what the Surgeon General said, um, I, I, I don't see why we're going to make it so, because at this point, we're basically intentionally allowing people to fall apart and lose control of their businesses because of a global pandemic. Like, it's, it's not like they fucked anything up. It's not like there was something that they did that allowed their business to fold. It's not like their business wasn't performing to a certain level. This was something totally unavoidable. So I don't see why they have to close because of this. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, give them a grace period. Give them six months. Give them a year, however long you think they need or however long that they, they would ask to have. Um, fucking... If they're a renter, if they have a home, let's not make them pay for a while uh, until they can again. I mean, what is the benefit of penalizing all of these business owners and all of these people who, who can't work right now, whose businesses are closed, who are on unemployment? It just makes no sense. And I get, I'm going to get messages again, well, you, you know, the way it works. and say, Okay, that's great. But the way it works was a way that we made it to work. So we can tweak it so it can work out for everyone that was affected. This wasn't anyone's fault, um, except for China. But this wasn't anyone's fault. Um, so I, I just don't think that people should be penalized. I, I don't think that we should have, you know, people who are running a family business worrying about the business going under because they can't have it open right now. Um, if we just stayed inside for three weeks, maybe. Everything gets better. We figure something out. The numbers go down. And then we could start opening stuff up again. Who knows how long it would take. And then the money would start flowing back into these places. And then after a few months, everything's back to normal. You know? I just don't get what a bunch of empty businesses are going to do. How they're going to benefit anything. There's going to be no money flowing. If that's what the real concern is, then just fucking sit down with some economists, some experts on this stuff and figure it out. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm a people first person. I have a business degree. I understand how some stuff works, but if it was up to me, I would do whatever as a business owner, if I owned a business that I could to make sure that the people that I employed would be okay and have some sort of stability in the situation. Um, whether it be possible or not, I, I would just people first. I don't know. There's no solution for it. I'm not offering up ideas, clearly. I'll admit that. I'm not going to beat around the bush. But I think that in this case, people should 100% come before anything else. Um, I, I don't know. That, that's pretty much it. It's money. It's just paper. We have some strange value that we've placed on it. Um, and it seems like the value that we've placed on that is a much higher value than we've placed on uh, a life. So, I don't know. It's something to think about. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Wash your hands. Stay healthy. Stay inside if you can. Um, and if you still have to go to work, just be careful. Be very careful. Um, at this rate, it's probably going to get a little worse. So... I'd hate to be all sad and shit, but that's just kind of how it looks right now. Um, and then after reading that thing from the Surgeon General, I'm like, ooh. Um, 
rough, rough waters ahead. Um, and we have a very, we have a very shitty captain leading us through those waters. Um, so hopefully something gets figured out. But until then, I will talk to you next week. Be safe.